Hello, and welcome to the Meltdown City Podcast with your hosts, Nicole Johnson and Allie Sundet. Our podcast is about reckoning with our restlessness and figuring out where we want to go next. We hope to laugh, inspire, connect. Thanks for listening. Hey, Allie. Hey, Nicole. How are you? Oh my God, I'm great. How are you doing? Oh, I'm good. Oh man, yes. It's another gorgeous day here in Seattle. Thank God. It's Memorial Day. Yeah, that's we true. Should give a shout out to oh, all, who all the served. Fallen soldiers. Yeah. Do you do you ha- do you have anybody in your family who served? I do. My dad, um, my uncle, my brother. Oh, cool. They all made it back in one piece. Thank God. Wow. My grandfather mm-hmm. on my dad's side and my mom's side both served yeah. in World War II. And then my granddad served in the Korean War as well. Wow. And then my brother, yeah, who we never we never talk about because he's yeah. estranged. Yeah. Um, he was in the mil- He was in uh, the Air Force. Wow. Too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and um, we were in Cleelum for the weekend, as we often are, and uh, we drove through the cemetery, and oh. we left too early to actually partake in the festivities that they do on Memorial Day morning, where they pay tribute to all the veterans who served, but... Yeah. Thank you for your service. Yes, thank you for your service. Yeah. So how's it going? Oh, uh, good. Yeah, it's good. I did some self-care. <laughs> I see you got your toenails painted. <laughs> I painted my toes. Thank God. Yeah, I went and got them done. That's I treated a vast myself. improvement. Treat yourself. Yeah. You know. You gotta treat yourself good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm good. How are you? We have a lot coming up. I feel like I have a lot coming up. Yeah, do you mean like, like with well, this week? I, yeah, we've got our event this week, mm-hmm. our podcast party. Yeah. To celebrate our 30th episode. Yeah, 30th episode and our wrap of the season. Yeah, we're kind of finishing out the season. We're going to take a little time off to reflect, I think. Yeah. Do some planning for the future. And maybe there might be like a, at most, a three week pause. Yeah. Maybe four on top. We're getting our studio together. Yes. Oh my God. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm really excited about that. I know. Thanks to Rob. Yeah, Rob's like, hey, I want to. Want to get your studio? I'm looking out the studio. window, and he is right now um, staining the table that he built with his bare hands. Thank you, Rob. Thank you, Rob. We love it. <laughs> Thank you. Can't I'm wait. I'm very lucky and very grateful. Yes. Um, how are you? How was the weekend away? It was, you know, it couldn't have been better. I had Friday off, so I made it a four-day weekend. Um, Dope. Oh, yeah, the weather wasn't super great over in Cleelan, but we had a barbecue at my sister's house yesterday afternoon, but, and we took off after that and just had some down, you know, some family time with my mom, and it's always good to hang out with, you know, friends and family, and we swam at my dad's pool today, and that was beautiful. Mm, oh, that's cool. We're doing a bunch of that, you know, home improvement stuff. We're getting a fire pit put in, and we had some really good, luck like, garage sailing. Oh, cool. So we got the fire pit there. You're actualizing dreams. Yeah. (laughs) For for on a dime, too. And that's important. Way to go. Yeah. That's great. That'll give you some joy. Yeah. For the summer. Mm -hmm. Man, that'll be awesome. Yeah. Um, What else? Do you want to talk about the, um, you want to talk about our TV shows? 
Yeah, we can do TV show time. <laughs> or our meltdown moments. Well... Let's just do TV shows. We'll do TV shows. I'll just say I'm still watching The Sopranos. I'm sorry. I think I said last time I was into I was finished season three. No, I finished season two. I'm into season three. Nice. Still a good show. Still one of the best shows out there. Yeah. That ever was. And I'm loving it. And are, what are you listening, watching? Well, I finished Dead to Me season one. That's all they have right now. It's amazing. Oh, my God. Yes. Yes, did I you went, finish yes. the season? Yeah. I know you did. And now I'm caught up with you. Yeah. We should debrief about that. Yes. We Not don't on the air. Do any spoilers, though. Nope. And we started Black Mirror. And we, we Googled like the top 10 episodes. And we watched the one called Nosedive, where it's sort of like a. The woman is very obsessed with her social ranking. Mm-hmm. And it's going to get her into a new community if she's like a 4.5 or above. And it's really poignant and just. Amazing yes. to think about the future and how we're going to how we define our worth oh. and value as a society. Mm. It's, it's like a rating yourself on it, like as an Uber ride, yeah, Uber, Uber passenger. Exactly. So every interaction, like you have with someone on the elevator or at work or you know at the store, they're always ranking you, and you basically can't freak out or say fuck you or get pissed or your numbers are going to go down, and you oh. can just watch her freak the fuck out and have a total meltdown wow and she she was planning to go to her friend's wedding and um speak because she she was at like a 4.2 and she needed to be a 4.5 to get into this new community and so she had all these five these people that were fives were going to be the audience Mm. in her friend's wedding and so if she went and gave a great speech she figured that they would all boost her score way up so that she could get into this new condo but she ended up having just some bad luck and like the flight was canceled and then it all went downhill from there and she ended up getting landed in jail. Wow. <laughs> it was insane. And then we watched another episode last night. Um, well, actually two other ones. One was about like microchipping your children, mm. kind of like we do our pets right now, uh-huh. but to a different level. Uh-huh. And the outcome of that kind of scenario. And then the other one was about... Oh my God, death with dignity and being able to, instead of dying, just be like pass over into this virtual world and live forever. Whoa. Oh my God. It was so cool. My husband's really interested in the AI stuff. So that's why we're focusing on those ones. Mm. It's a trippy show. If you guys haven't seen it, I recommend it for sure. Yeah. I've seen a few episodes too. It's, uh, it's dark. Yeah. I I haven't seen any of the scary ones. Oh, I have. You have? Yeah. Do you have an episode to recommend to me? Uh, not, I don't not right wouldn't, now. wouldn't remember the name. I'd have to look it up. Um, so we got some feedback this week. Um, not super great. Yeah, but that's okay. You know, yeah. a lot of times we get great feedback. That's awesome. And if you just think about it, it's feedback, right? Good yeah. or bad, it just is what it is. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was about something that I, I said in episode 27, and it just came off as really insensitive. And um, it, it was really about, um, gosh, it was really about my conscious bias against big pharma and pharmaceutical companies and how I really care deeply about people being careful about what they put into their bodies. But, mm-hmm. but really... It's something that I own, and I apologize for being super insensitive. I really didn't mean to make people with 
diagnosed mental illness feel like they shouldn't use pharmaceuticals to take care of themselves because they should and they yeah. should do what they need to do. Yep. So yep, all if, apologies to anyone who took offense to that. Yeah. If you need to be on uh, medication for anxiety or depression or whatever, um, definitely we're not against it. They're not against seeing a therapist, uh, being on medication, doing both. Um, I did learn, I did a little research after our feedback and I, according to the National Associate Alliance for Mental Disorders, 18% of adults in uh, the United States have anxiety, have an anxiety disorder. That's pretty large. So um, anyway, we know there's a stigma and against people with uh, mental, mental illness and we don't want to perpetuate anything. There's um, nothing wrong with seeking help or being on medication. So, yeah. Yep. Um, but we have an awesome show for you today. So we're going to launch into the new book that we have yeah. to talk about. Yeah. The Four Agreements. Yeah. This actually is a book that I read, gosh, like two years ago. And it did, I, like, blew me away. It's uh, The Four Agreements. It's a practical guide to personal freedom, mm -hmm. which is written by this guy, um, Dan Miguel Ruiz. It was a bestseller and... So it offers up a code of conduct based on ancient Toltec wisdom. I'm quoting from Wikipedia, <laughs> my source. This is like all a murderino style, all a MFM style. Um, but anyway, it's like based on ancient Toltec wisdom that advocates personal freedom from self-limiting beliefs that may cause suffering and limitation into person, one person's life. Yeah. Whoa, Allie, what did you think after you read it? You know what the funny thoughts. thing is? I don't know if I told you this, but when my mom was in surgery, she had this book in her purse. She was reading she it did? too. Yeah. She liked it. She oh loved God. this book. And so when you recommended we do it, I was like, yeah, why not? I was planning on reading that book anyway. Um, it's a trip. You know what the funniest part though was? You told me to read it on 1.5 to get it <laughs> through it faster and I was like oh my god this is such a trippy book because it was talking about all about the dream state you know the like that we're all living in a dream and then we're all living in our own personal dream like the world is a dream and then our own mental identity is also a dream yeah and I was listening to him talk and he was talking really fast and I was like oh my god and like heaven and hell and yeah and the, the, life on earth is actually hell and sometimes the way that we treat each other yeah. are really poisonous and and, and yeah. it was a it was a really interesting read for sure. Yeah, there are some great takeaways too. Yeah, um, it's such an interesting book. I I don't know. <clears throat> I was talking to Courtney today about this. Like, about does this book offer up like really like the keys to happiness? Like, how to really be happy? Like, is it that easy to be happy if you like just change your mindset about certain things? Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's true. I definitely was always a happy baby. I was like, I've been like, a, I have a sunny disposition. I always have yeah. since I was a kid and that's just who I am. But, yeah. um, I do believe like there's some stuff in here that I feel like could be helpful if you're, you know, it's like kind of the day-to-day -day stuff, um, that these four agreements, it's like, it's like if, if you adhere to these four beliefs mm -hmm. or these four practices, like you could potentially be, be happier or have less suffering. That's right. what he said. Like you can experience heaven on earth because like right now we've sort of, 
I don't know. We've kind of ruined it for ourselves a little bit. Like he talks about how from a very young age, we, um, gosh, we, what's that word that he used? I'm looking up my notes really quick because he calls it something really specific. Um, what, what are the four agreements? Why don't oh, we tell folks yeah. that? So the first, we'll just say what they are. The first, the four agreements, and then we'll kind of talk about what each one of them is. Yeah. Number one, be impeccable with your word. Yeah. Number two, don't take th- things personally. Yeah. Number three, don't make assumptions. And number four, do your best. Yeah. So what he's, what he talks about that humans do or they tend to do just because we belong to such a large society is that from uh, birth, we basically go through this process of domestication of the human. Mm. And we have these cute little two-year-old kids running around, you know, smiling and living in the present and not worrying about what's going to happen to them next. And then we, we... What I call it is we were like whipping them into shape, essentially, for, mm-hmm. from the time they're born till they're, you know, 18 yeah. years old and we no yeah. longer have jurisdiction. But it's it's sort of a stripping of freedom mm. that we're actually doing. Mm. And um, that can be really negative. And then they're, they're so geared and wired to- through that conditioning. They're really geared and wired toward um, fitting in. Yeah. And losing their identity, not even discovering their true identity. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it can be really dangerous. And so then you're kind of just like trying to fit in and... Living in a fear state. Yeah. Living in a fear state, like the judge, the victim, and then just like all of these interactions that we have can be rather toxic and poisonous. And then we, we end up living in a world that's quite hellish when if we stuck to these four agreements, we could have heaven on earth. Yeah. Which is a bold statement. Yeah. But, I mean, it's an interesting interesting idea. Number one, be impeccable with your word. Mm-hmm. So that's like, obviously, say what, um, try not to say hurtful things. Try to be, try to speak of love. Um, because, or, you know, speaking less than that or is like poisonous and, you know, can be harmful. Yeah. Um, also, don't gossip. Mm-hmm. That was interesting. That was an interesting one. Certainly, you know, I've certainly gossiped before. Mm-hmm. I. It's not a great character trait. Yeah. Or or thing or a thing to do. But it's like, what is that doing? What does that perpetuate? You know, um, untruths about somebody else, or it doesn't. It's not helpful, or mm-hmm. it's harmful. Yeah. Um. Do do what you say you're going to do. Yeah. I think, too, it talks about the power that we have as, as you know, humans and, and the, the weight and responsibility that we carry as especially people who are, you know, have an audience of people. You know, they, they really talked about Hitler and how one man's words really changed oh, the yeah. face of the planet forever. You know, yeah. just the power in the things that you say. Yeah. Whether it be to your children, to your friends, to your co-workers. co-workers yeah. Yeah. Just there's power in your words. And, and yeah. please be, use them wisely, I suppose. And I felt yeah. like that was really poignant considering yep. mm-hmm. our feedback that we got. Mm-hmm. Um, number two, this is like a game changer. Um, don't take things personally. Okay. Just imagine I'm like this, Allie, you piece of fucking shit. Like, how would you, 
how does one not take that personally? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, like the idea that would, I would never, but I don't believe you're a piece of shit. I love yeah. you to death. Yeah. But like, you know, and, and I've certainly been in arguments and fights and things, or someone said something about me and I, and I, and I think, Oh, I believe that it's true. Or I, mm-hmm. you know, like, mm-hmm. like, I only, it only means something because I've decided that it means something to me. Right. And, t- you know, whatever someone says mm-hmm. has more to do about themselves, mm-hmm. like, and not about you. Right. So, and he was saying, don't take things personally, good or bad. Mm-hmm. Like, God, Ellie, you look amazing and gorgeous. I think you are gorgeous. But like, you know, even mm-hmm. like the positive, whatever yeah. stuff we're supposed to uh, not take personally e- either because maybe that'll lift pump up your ego. And then that just leads to, um, your own personal health, yeah, you know, like your own false sense of, you know, yeah. Yeah. Um, your elevated sense of self. Yeah. And then that's sort of another kind of, um, tricky path to go down. Right. Yeah. No, that, that's, that's really important. I think not taking anything personally, it kind of reminds me of what Brené Brown even talked about in her book, Dare to Lead, where she was like, you got to know what feedback to really internalize and, and you got to, and maybe this book even speaks like, don't take anything, you know, don't internalize any feedback. But she was basically saying like, don't take the stuff that's super negative and, and meant to cut you or hurt mm-hmm. you. Don't internalize that. Don't spend any time there because it's, it's going to be bad for you. It's going to make you feel like shit. Yeah. And you give that stuff a lot of power Mm -hmm. over yourself. Mm -hmm. If you really, you know, if you, if, if you, if you, if you, if you give it, if you're like, Oh man, Mm -hmm. God, I can't believe, Mm -hmm. I can't believe that. And then you sit and you simmer, it simmers and you, you're stuck. Mm-hmm. thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was talking about how every, like humans are the only animal that like routinely make themselves feel bad or shamed over and over and over again, like hundreds of times mm-hmm. because of, they made one mistake. Right. You know, and Oh, and the whole reward and punishment society. And that's, that's part of what kind of is the domestication of humans. It's mm-hmm. just that if we fuck up or do something wrong or make a mistake or get bad, fad feedback, we're going to be the type of people who dwell on it and dwell on it and dwell on it and think on it and just make ourselves feel like terrible. We beat ourselves up really badly. Yeah. And we're, then we're in hell. Then we're in we're our own version of hell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like this guy talks. Yeah. About. I mean, I could talk about this personally, like, mm-hmm. you know, Let's say, for example, Rob and I got into like a really big fight. We certainly have gotten into really big fights. Uh-huh. Um, it's bound to happen. And then, you know, then the next day, maybe I have a heavy heart and I just can't stop thinking about it. And I and I'm certainly in my own version of hell. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and I punish myself over and over and over again for saying or doing whatever, you yeah. know, so. Hey, good to free yourself of that. Yeah. Okay. What's the number two? Or did you want to? Is or there anything three? else? No, we uh, were. Are we on number two already? Yeah, we did went to number two. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, because we were talking about being impeccable with your word, and now we're just talking about not taking things personally. Oh yeah. Yeah. Don't make assumptions. Don't make assumptions. That's interesting too. Like, um, we could save ourselves a lot of hurt and misunderstandings if we make assumptions about Mm -hmm. either what people are experiencing or what Mm -hmm. people are interpreting or what people are feeling or what people Mm -hmm. are going through. You know, we have no idea 
mm-hmm. what's really going on mm-hmm. with anybody at any mm-hmm. given time. Yeah. He talked about a simple interaction, just like what a smile from a stranger can mean if if you make an assumption about it. He yeah. was talking about how, you know, you might be like, that person likes me. They mm. smiled at me. And then you would go on this like little fantasy in your mind. Like, what would it be like if we were together? What would it be like if we got married? What would it be? You know, yeah. and you go very far. You can take this little, you know, gesture. Right. You know, with a complete stranger as far as you really want to take it. But really, it's based on an assumption that the yeah. smile meant, you know, I actually like you when really the smile could have meant he's remembering something that good that happened to him that morning. Yeah. You know, right. Totally not related to you at all. Yeah. He could be thinking about his wife mm -hmm. and something. Yeah. Something amazing that happened (laughs) that morning. Yeah. Or we do, I do this at work a lot. You, you, you would, you would rather, and we're so afraid of looking stupid that we'd rather make an assumption Mm -hmm. about something than ask a question. Yeah. I was thinking about that too. You know, and, mm-hmm. and this this happens all the time. So you so you end up going through three weeks of a project that you thought was you know correct, but really you got the deliverable wrong in the first place because you were too afraid to ask a question about it. Yeah, and then you wasted all this time and you got a bad you know review from your boss because of it. You know, so there there yeah. are consequences to these mm-hmm. these problems that we you know. Or these ways of living that we're very accustomed to. Yeah. Yes, actually. Yeah, I thought about it in the realm of nursing. Like, what are the consequences if you make assumptions and you make the wrong assumption? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you don't ask. Yeah. You know, and I have been in... I've, I know I certainly haven't asked because I've been af- afraid that I'm going to seem dumb, yeah. you know, or like that I something that I should know, um, especially when I was like a brand new nurse. Um, but even now, you know, things come up and maybe you don't see it all the time. So I, and I always used to talk to people or teach people like new nurses. You just have to ask, you just have to ask questions because you, we, we can't assume we know exactly what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, interesting, both work examples, but I also, you know, I think it's good if we think about it, um, you know, like in our own personal interactions with our friends and with our family and, yeah. you know, like we, if maybe, oh, this is a good one. Like, <laughs> you know, maybe Rob Stephen thought, and yeah. like, this is like a common, common yeah. one. Yeah. Like what's wrong? Nothing. Yeah. There's nothing actually wrong. Yeah. But then you keep asking what's wrong and then something's wrong. It's I'm asking what's wrong and that's what's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was nothing ever wrong. Exactly. He just was thinking about something else anyway. Yeah. I don't really like that example, but that was a good one. Whatever. It's really common. Fuck it. No, I was going to do, uh, he did talk about husband and husband. <laughs> Yeah, um, husbands and wives and how they often miscommunicate about everyday things and about how, you know, he didn't ask me how my day was. And then he, you know, the husband's like, well, I've been living with her for 12 years. I think I know how her day was, you know, or my husband, for example, he doesn't really like to talk about his work day that much. So I don't ask anymore. But what if one day he was feeling sensitive and he kind of gets like a chip on his shoulder? Well, she never asked me how my day was. And I'm going off of something that I used to know to be true. Yeah. But maybe he wants me to ask him now, you know, so don't make assumptions (laughs) if you can help it and just speak clearly and ask ask if you need to yeah that's so interesting mm-hmm. I the, something also that he said about that re- really resonated resonated with me it was um um 
how you assume that you think the other partner knows what's wrong with you and yeah. knows what to do. Yeah. Um, based on the fact that you've been together for so long. Yes. But like, that's, people are not mind readers, you know, like that's something I've learned, uh, recently. Um, it's like, you know, we don't, we can't read each other's minds. We don't know what's going on with somebody else. And we're not staying the same. No. Over 10 years. I'm a different person than I was 10 years ago when I met my husband. Yeah. And it's, it's everybody's like that. We're always kind of constantly changing and evolving. Yeah. So you have to be like, Hmm, I wonder what, (laughs) you know? Yeah. That's what I liked about what Esther Perel said about, you know, marriage and stuff. It's like, you have no freaking idea what they're thinking and doing all day long. You know, we're thinking about or where they go when you're making love in their minds. You know, it just kind of reminds me that you got to stay on your toes. Yeah. You know, because you really don't know who you're going to bed with sometimes. <laughs> Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> who are you, man? <laughs> Sorry, we're getting a little heavy there. I thought we needed to pull it up a little bit. Yeah. I appreciate that. Oh, my goodness. Oh. Okay. So, number four. Do your best. Yeah. So, that's just like... Tra- <laughs> Okay. All right. Putting your best foot forward. Yep. And, you know, even if you're in a shitty ass mood, it's trying not to be an asshole of a human, right? right. Like, and I, you know what actually resonated for me? It made me think about just kind of having integrity. Just yeah. trying to come from a place that you really actually are trying your best. Yeah. Even though sometimes that's, you know, not always going to work. You yeah. know, I mean, obviously you're, when you're feeling amazing a hundred percent, your best is maybe better than the day before when you were feeling like shit. Yeah. You, you know, can talk about tiredness yeah. you know, and how you can really change if you're not well rested or you're not able to do your best when you're, you know, yeah, not physic. you know, you haven't done the things that you need to do to bring forward your best self, you know? Yeah. And just to kind of be mindful and intentional about yeah. trying hard to, to bring it. Yeah. Yeah. One thing he said kind of all in all was that like these things like be impeccable with your word. Don't take things personally. Don't make assumptions like those. We have learned our whole life, our lives that, you know, to make assumptions and we take things personally and you know maybe we we're not impeccable with, with our word or whatever yeah. like so those are things that we can't change overnight but if you even try your if you're just doing your best and you're trying to do those things maybe that's maybe that's all right, right. that's what he was saying um and he was kind of saying if you do all of these things it's like a path to freedom a path to heaven yeah. and a path to bliss yeah <laughs> I was just going to ask you now, how do we go about doing this? But I think the first thing that you mentioned is to be aware that awareness is the very first step Yeah. of all of these things, that all of these things actually make a really huge impact, you know? And, um, if you, like Nicole said, start small, Yeah. just do one of those things better than you did the day before. Yeah. And like I said, I read this book a couple of years ago and I loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't adopt everything. Mm-hmm. It did make me think a lot. Mm-hmm. And I think the one that I took away from it was 
I mean, I didn't. I clearly have not been successful <laughs> on taking things personally. But um, yeah, it's a good reminder, you know, yeah. to not take things personally and um, good or bad. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like whatever um, that we should have more self-love in ourselves um, that that this that if something isn't that's said about you isn't very really nice or whatever we we deem that it's not nice or whatever it is mm-hmm. then like maybe that won't give have so much power over you yeah that's you a know? good point yeah yeah and i think that um andrew does a good job he's done a, he's read a lot of parenting books and he's doing a great job um kind of teaching our kids about it and like this weekend my kids were fighting they were squabbling about something and my nine-year-old was pissed off at his sister because she had like taken something away and Andrew was telling him Wilder she may have done that but it doesn't mean that you have to you know react like hit her or react negatively back to her and it's kind of a hard line to walk because in order to show empathy you have to let the kid feel how he feels like he's super angry right now yeah he's having that like visceral reaction to some you know someone who did him wrong so you have to like let him feel but you know he's also right trying to train him to not take it personally you know and to not react negatively I mean we're trying to teach these principles to our children at a very young age and I don't remember how I'm sure my parents did the same thing for me but it's it's a never-ending you know process of yeah of practice. You know, you got to practice all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you may not like, maybe this book wasn't for you, but not you, not Allie, but you, the listener. Um, but I thought it was interesting. Yeah. And I mean, there was a lot of religious stuff and maybe mm-hmm. that won't resonate with some people. It doesn't really bother me. Right. I'm not a religious like person. I'm very spiritual, but um, <clears throat> nothing against people who are, but you know, there's there's definitely pieces that you could take or leave it, but overall, I thought it was a really interesting read. Yeah, I for liked sure. it a lot. Cool. Wow, I think that's it. It's yeah. a shorter episode, I think, you guys, and that's okay. It is gift of time back to all of you. Yeah, gift of time. <laughs> that's oh. what we do whenever we cancel a meeting. We're like gift of time. Yep. Have you know that hour back? I just want to say thank you guys for listening. Yes. This through the end or not yeah. this is not the end of the podcast this is the end of the season yeah but thank you for listening yeah we've had such an amazing experience and ride and it, we would be nothing if it weren't for all of you guys who are tuning in and yep. chiming in and sending stories and giving us ideas and mm-hmm. giving us feedback so mm-hmm. we really appreciate it yeah we love you i do i do too yeah uh peace out eh yep peace, peace out, out. Thanks for tuning in today. Please follow us on Instagram at Meltdown City Podcast, or you can email us at MeltdownCityPodcast at gmail.com, or you can check us out on our website at MeltdownCityPodcast.com. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Thanks for listening.